Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike and that's Doug. Dude, the sky is falling. Vancouver is leading the Pacific Division. Richard Panic is leading the NHL in scoring. And the Sharks are coming home. Losers on a five-game road trip, dude. Consider the season lost. Consider our title hopes dashed. Consider me three beers in, dude. We're toast. <laughs> It's, a, it's, our, we it's already we'll over. Stop podcasting. Our, let's just let's call it quits, dude. Six games in, it's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> the only thing that's over is the LA Kings season. That's what's over. Dude. Yeah, that, that that's over. That but, is over. But I mean, well, I'm I, I, I'm I'm a huge Peter Budai guy. I mean, as big as the neck. I know you are. But um, yeah, that's done. Dude, that that's <laughs> but uh the shark season everybody climb off the ledge get inside the building let's calm down for a second not a great road trip dude not what we had hoped for um especially how it ended right but you know we can maybe just jump right to that pittsburgh game mm-hmm. which was very very disappointing when they were clearly the better team for the majority of the game and then they just completely fell apart. But Yep. Um besides that, uh there there was some good and I think the best news is that they're home. And that's that's the Sharks need to be at home. They need to practice. They need to rest and recover from a really long, brutal road trip to start the season, dude. Yeah, it certainly didn't go the way we wanted. Uh, I think, you know, the Ranger game, there was this crazy high-flying game that really no one sort of expected, and then it That was... one didn't bother me that much, honestly, dude, and I think the final score was not a fair reflection of, of the game. I mean, the Rangers scored twice in the last, like, 90 seconds, right? I mean, and, yeah. Um, so n- not really what that game was. That game was a lot closer than that. Um, you see seven to four and you go, Oh God, but it really wasn't. I mean, it was, it was yeah. five to four, right? A couple cheap ones at the end, dude. And, um, and you know, losing at the garden, I can, I could take that a five, four loss of the garden. I could take that. You followed up with a win in Brooklyn, a good win against the Islanders. You go before it with a good win in Columbus. Well, maybe they didn't play great, but they won. And then you go to Pittsburgh, dude, and this is the one that stings. This is the lemon juice in the eye. Yep. No Crosby, no Latang, and the Sharks are up, and they crumbled. And actually, the saddest part about this was is I started listening to the game while as I was driving home in the third period, and I was in the car for all three goals, dude. <laughs> all three goals. It was. I was like, oh, sweet, two nothing, two nothing. This awesome. is great. Two one. I was like, ah, oh, Malkin. You know, I mean, okay, whatever. That's silly, Malkin. He got one. Yeah. Two two, two three. Sadness. Oops. Oops. Not too good, dude. 
No. And, you know, one of the guys who's been one of the best players on the Sharks in their resurgence in the last season and six games has been Martin Jones, and he isn't playing that great right now. No, not particularly. And Trade uh, him. Yeah, get rid of him. He's done. Trade him to the Kings. Back to the Kings. Peter Budai and a seven. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, if we're looking at good things on the road trips, certainly Aaron Dell winning a game on the road is a good thing. The Islanders are sure. not maybe the op- absolute class of the NHL, but they're not pushovers either. They got a lot of dangerous players and they may have lost some guys recently, but they're still not, you know, just a bunch of suckers. I mean, they're, they're decent. So, and Arendelle put up a decent uh, effort there and I hope he gains some confidence in the coaching staff because we're definitely going to need him. We're going to need him for some more games here. Definitely. And we'll see how many games he draws on the homestand, you know, um, Certainly expect him to see at least one, mm-hmm. uh, maybe more, you know, depending on how Mr. Jones is playing. But, um, yeah, that was definitely encouraging, dude. Um, hard to really circle a bunch of other encouraging things. I mean, the Sharks, PK and power play are right near the bottom half of both categories in the NHL. Which is not too surprising, given they were on a five-game road trip. Um, the fact that they are in the bottom third, or even worse than that, I think maybe bottom five in scoring. They are. They're twenty-seventh in, the in scoring. Is um, is not what you expect from from this team, and I certainly don't think that that that, that will hold up. Um, I'm not concerned yet at all i think that you know the sharks are are too good to be that bad in all of these ways <laughs> so um you could kind of write the script after how they fell apart in pittsburgh that they kind of limped into detroit and were ready to come home and laid an egg and then here we are so we'll see how they rebound on danny boyle night Yep. On Tuesday night against the hated Ducks, who are not doing very well themselves, um, the Sharks could be ripe for a nice bounce back, dude. Yeah, it's true. The, the, the only thing I'll say about the Detroit game is it certainly seemed like the faster players on Detroit had their way with the Sharks, sort of like the faster players on Pittsburgh had their way in the Stanley Cup Finals, and that didn't make me feel so good. This kid, uh, Athanasiu... Um, Dylan Larkin, Gustav Nyquist, like these guys sort of made some, made some Sharks players look kind of stupid. You know, even guys that are pretty, uh, responsible guys like Paul Martin getting just blasted, you know, uh, on some plays and that, that, that's not great. That's not a good thing. So I'm, you know, that makes me, that makes me uneasy, but you know, it, Guys like clearly guys like Bodker not yet clicking. Uh Schlemko is playing pretty well. I'm pretty happy, but you know, there's there's been some times where he looks a little out of sorts. So I'm not like you said, I'm not anywhere close to panicking here. This is not I'm I'm a little concerned about a couple things, but you know, going on a five game road trip against some really good teams is is a tough is a tough uh tough slog at the beginning. So 
you know, we'll take it. We'll move on. Hopefully we can beat up on the Ducks and beat up on Columbus again and move forward. Yeah, they're 3-3. Three and three. After the six-game homestand, they could easily be 8-4, and four, and this will be something that is not even discussed anymore. Now, you know, if they're 6-6 six and six after the homestand, then I think we go, mm, what's going on here? You know, right. but I think there are, you know, two major contributors that are new to the team that are going to, it's going to take some time for them to figure out exactly what their roles are and how everything works and all that, you know? So, uh, for a team that is mostly the same, there are some different pieces, you know, you've got Tommy Wingles playing center. You've got, um, you have, uh, Schlemko and Bodker and you have a new backup goalie. I mean, there's definitely, some some new pieces to the puzzle, dude. But no, no, no one should be worried right now. We're fine. Dan Boyle night, win, all is right. Yeah, I agree with you. That's going to be on NBC. It's a earlier puck drop. It's a 7 p.m. puck drop. I don't know why. Maybe because of the TV and and I, I fully expect the Sharks to uh, beat the Ducks. Uh, hopefully, handily. Hopefully, they. You know they got a little embarrassed against Detroit. I think you know. I mean it was it. They were down one nothing, and then it just. I wouldn't say it necessarily got a lot worse, but it it sort of seemed like less and less the Sharks were in it as the game went along. It it wasn't ever like it never it never really looked like a rout, but um, sort of the Sharks got down two nothing, and then they did okay, and then they got down three nothing, and they started sort of doing a little worse. And I I think. Uh, Certainly, Peter DeBoer didn't have his happy face on at that point. Let's put it that way. Does he ever? <laughs> no. I don't think I've but, ever seen him happy. Even when they were in the Stanley Cup Finals, I don't think I've seen him happy. But he definitely had the uh, bitter beer face there for <laughs> uh, some of that game. He, well, did he not. should. I mean, yeah, you don't want to see that. And I, I can see emotionally how that the team was not. They, they were feeling slapped. I'm sure they wanted to win that Pittsburgh game badly. For many reasons. I mean, you can say all the, you know, the politically correct things that you want to. There's no way that they didn't want to go in there and win that game. Right. Like, like that's their last memories is the Penguins beating them on, you know, at, at the tank, raising the cup. And then they could go into Pittsburgh and just kind of dominate them and say, see you again in June. We're going to do this again and we're going to win this time. But instead... They did that for 50 minutes and then got, you know, pwned at the end. Yes. I think and that's, that's, that's it. Accurate, accurate you representation. Know? So, um, you know, Pittsburgh now sort of laughing at the Sharks. And I'm sure that wasn't how they wanted that to go down. And so, they, yeah, and they were missing players. So, that, like you said, I mean, they were missing some pretty big pieces and they still yeah. pulled this comeback. Arguably, they're two most important pieces and yeah. they were missing them. Mm-hmm. So, and they still were able to come back. Yeah. Um, not good, but not the end of the world, dude. We, we surge on. Yep. Dude, is there any, I know it's, we're only six games in. I mean, is there any player that is sticking out that is looking especially great or especially not great right now? I mean, certainly, you know, Jones hasn't had like the, you know, the best, uh, the best outings here in some cases, but, but, uh, is there anybody else, either a, a guy we've seen, many years before or one of the new guys that you say, yeah, you know, he's really doing a lot better, a lot worse than I expected. Um, I think Seminoff is playing great. Yeah. You know, really, um, really good. Big, big fan. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, Joe Thornton looks great with no shirt walking around Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Oh, so great. I mean, <laughs> for a second when you saw that photo, did you think that's not real? Or did you go, that's my Joe? I said, that's my Joe. I never questioned <laughs> the, the authenticity of that photo. Never. Not <laughs> once. Didn't even occur to me that it wasn't real. Yeah, I mean, pretty great. Pretty great. Um, This is a guy that just gives zero Fs, you know? I mean, (laughs) just none. None at all. Does not care. Again, I'm not concerned about either of these two guys that I'm going to mention right now, but I'm not super stoked about Justin Braun's minus five. (laughs) Right. You know? And uh, and Joel Ward's kind of been a wah-wah. And Joe Ward's kind of been a little want want start yeah. the year. One goal, one point, minus four. Again, I'm not worried about it. When right. you have the same amount of points as Michael Haley, mm-hmm. and Michael Haley's only played one game, I expect more from Joel Ward. You know, and I think that it goes you know, throughout that entire line. You know, Bodkirk only has one point two. So um you need more from those guys. And you'll and we'll get it. You know, it, it's gonna happen. It's just right now. Um, Braun and Ward have kind of the ugly stick in the in the staff line, here. right? And I'm sure a lot of people are uh, climbing the fire escape about Chris Tierney as well. And I just think that just calm down. Like I mean, like this kid. There's people have written about how maybe we'll like he should be one of the players to go in the expansion draft are you insane like no like i mean no way like this this guy is not even in his second full season in the nhl and Mm -hmm. we've seen flashes of how good he can be you can't just cast him aside right like like let him develop he's he's 22 like let's let's let this play out a little bit right I got to say, I mean, even though, you know, their stat lines are not, you know, amazing. They don't jump out at you. But I think the fourth line has been great. I've been really happy with the fourth line. The fourth line might have been the best, might have been the best line against Detroit. You know, Tommy Wingles had a couple of really good chances. Um, You know, Matt and Yellow look fine. It's, it's a good line. It's like one of the best fourth lines the Sharks have ever had. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, and, and all those players on that line have some skill and if they can play with energy and physicality, then you can't ask for anything more than that. And I like Tommy Wingles and, and I, I know he's sort of been on that. You know, he's out of contract at the end of the year. Um, and he's playing like he means it and he's playing like he wants to stick around and be a meaningful part of this team and good on him. And let's hope they can keep it up, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's so many centers on this team. So Wingles is sort of playing center on the fourth line. So he's getting the least number of minutes on the team. Well, Michael Haley played 8.59, but Wingles is playing over nine minutes, and he's got the least on the team. Everybody else is playing over 10 minutes. Nieto's playing 12 minutes. Melko Carlson's playing 11 minutes. I mean, this is a balanced lineup. You know, this is one of the best balanced lineups we've had. I, I'm, You know, I think this bodes well for the Sharks being fresh late in the game. This isn't a team where... 
you know, Burns is playing a lot of minutes, but he always plays a lot of minutes because he plays like the whole power play, basically. He just right, sort of roams right. around. He, he's a ranger. He's a, he ranges around, does whatever he wants on the power play. I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, every one of those 23 minutes is a, is a, is a hard, uh, is hard time for him to do. I mean, he's out there all the time on the power play. And, you know, you look at these guys, you know, Pavelski's playing 18 minutes. Joe's playing 19 minutes. Hurdle's 17 minutes. I mean, these are really really balanced numbers for a forward core. You know, this is a team that can can withstand an injury, can can throw a third or fourth line out there when the first or second line isn't playing so well. I mean, that's a that's a really really good sign. I mean, only a couple of years ago we're like, oh geez, you know, the fourth line's going to play 3 minutes cuz they're terrible. I mean, we're so far from that right now. Yeah. These are all good things, which is why you just you know, you wait for uh for everything to to come back to earth. For the teams that are overperforming, like Vancouver, I mean, come, give me a break. Like, just give me a break. There's no way that they're a good team. And good for them for winning their first four games, mostly against horrible teams. Yeah. And they will be, um, they will be six and 10 before you know it. And we'll remember this conversation. They're not <laughs> going to be part of the playoff picture in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're far from the Mike Brown era. So, you know, I, yeah. I mean, then the Scott Parker era, the, you know, the, the Jody Shelley era, like we don't, they've abandoned that thinking, which was wise as has almost every team in the NHL. And you need to have a useful, skilled fourth line to win in this league. And the Sharks are on board with that, and they finally have the players to do it, and they have some players in the minor leagues that can come up and fill those roles as well. So right. um, it it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Uh, dude, um, anything else in the NHL that's going on that we want to talk about. Is there any, I mean, we're six games in. I mean, there's really nothing that's shocking at this point. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised Vancouver's winning games. Okay. I'm surprised. I'll admit it, but anybody can win a game or two. I don't know who they played. Probably nobody good. No, they didn't. They, they beat St. Louis in overtime, but the other wins where they were questionable against questionable competition, dude. I mean, you know, I, I didn't think that they would be four and oh, and maybe they're, you know, because we picked them last, we know that that means that they will probably make the play. Right. But, um, <laughs> but no, dude, there's, there's no, uh, no way that, uh, um, that they're, that they're a good team, dude. Um, they're, they're missing talent. Uh, just like Daniel Winnick is missing, uh, part of his right ear. That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> That's gross. Actually, now he says that he is not. But oh, really? Uh, it's all he I, found it and sewed it back on. I, or? He found it. He found it. Um, he was eating some fig Newtons, dude, and he said that he found it um, <laughs> inside of a Newton. Yeah. <laughs> gross. Tyson came <laughs> down out of the stands and helped him find it. Yeah. Um, the The funny part was that um, the Capitals later traded Winnick's missing earpiece back to Colorado because they said that's actually the part of Daniel Winnick that everybody hates. (laughs) 
Just that and one that's little why piece, he can't huh? Stay on a team for more than six months. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so bummed. I'm gonna miss Dan Boyle night in person. It's just crushing to me. Um, but I am so excited to go. I don't know. I you Harry, know, it's just gonna. There's gonna be like a little. A little dinky celebration at the beginning. He's going to drop the puck, but I am still so excited for it. Yeah. I mean, he's he's our favorite shark, dude. And I hope you raise a glass in person and toast DB. Oh, I will. And hopefully we'll run into him on the streets of uh, Los Gatos again soon. That's right. He'll be, <laughs> he'll be going to the Anyone volleyball some, store. Or some something. flapjacks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, dude. Looking ahead, uh, what 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 do we want to see out of the out of these sharks here in the next few games? I mean, we can't just say okay, they have to win the next five games or something. Like, what's what's a what's a realistic expectation here for the sharks coming up in the next week or so? They don't have six games in a row at home. They do have play the next three at home, then away against Arizona, and then two at home again. So yeah, um. The game I'm I I and again I'm hoping that they're not going to look past. Yeah, you know, I don't think they'll overlook the Ducks. I'm a little worried they may look past Columbus because the Nashville game I think is so interesting. Right, that's the game. Like that's the very interesting game, and then you've got Pittsburgh coming again. Mm-hmm. You know, in a week. So Two there's weeks. some big games here, dude. Um, you know, the trip to Arizona I don't think is going to be easy. Like, and and then. Now, Calgary, I don't think they're off to a great start. I don't know what their record is, but they do not stink. They're not, they off, they're not off to a great start. But Arizona, they, they can still score. Stinks. They can score. Like They're a very dangerous team. So um, I, I think the Sharks, they need a signature win here um, in the next two weeks. I, I, I think they need they need to go... In the next week before we record, they need to have five points in these next three games. They need to have five points. Yeah, they're only playing three games in the next in the next week. So from, you know, I think they they're going to have some time. They're going to be able to work on some stuff. Hopefully, they'll get you know the power play and the penalty kill sorted a little bit, and they'll have a little bit of time to to hang out and and take a look at that. And and hopefully, these games against Anaheim and Columbus are not going to be too strenuous because they do need to face. You know, an improved Nashville team with PK Subban. Did you hear that whole thing? Oh, is it Subban? Yeah. So now he wants his name to be pronounced Subban. No, oh. not it was. It was so funny. I think uh, Randy Hahn was talking about it during the Detroit game, and I think Jamie Baker asked him three times if he was joking. He's like, "Are you kidding?" And, and Randy Hahn is like, "I am not joking." And then Jamie Baker would say, "Are you kidding? What? How do you pronounce it again?" And he'd say Subban, and then Jamie Baker would say. Really? That's what he wants? <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Wow. It was maybe the funniest part of the entire game against Detroit. <laughs> well, dude, we'll be back after Mr. Subban visits the Bay Area. And hopefully we'll be talking about a nice little Sharks win streak. Yep. Everybody calm down. Calm down. The season is not lost. If you have any specific questions, I know we haven't given out the uh, email address, but it's uh, questions at dudesonhockey.com. You can send us uh, emails. We'll read them on the air, answer questions, or you can have comments or whatever. And uh, we haven't gotten too many emails as of late. So maybe uh, other than the uh, 
normal spam. Actually, someone emailed us and said they actually like the Vegas Cup Pick Show, dude, which really surprised me. And I didn't know your mom could use the internet yet. Dude, that makes two of us who like the Vegas Cup Pick Show because two of you. the listener yep. likes it, Only and I two. like it too. Because that means I've selected a team that will get me a free trip to Vegas. Oh, please. And it's an annual thing, dude. And I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And when I win again this year and I get to go to Vegas for four nights, it's going to be really wonderful, dude. Yeah. May as well. Do you want to just get a timeshare, dude? Maybe we should just get a timeshare. I should. Maybe when I say we, we get a timeshare, I mean you get a timeshare. I think, I think the timeshares at the Trump Palace in Vegas are really going dirt cheap right now. I bet I could get a really good deal on those. I could give like 16, 18 bucks, you know, something around there. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Nobody respects women more. (laughs) Oh, dude. Anyway, um, okay. So, well, I guess the Sharks just got to sort of get it together here. They got some very winnable games coming up. They're back home. Hopefully they can uh, just sort of. Calm everything down and and win and get a, get a little streak going and then roll in to Nashville and beat them again. Show them that, yep, we still have it over over you guys, you and That's PK right. Subban. That's right. That's right. We got it, dude. We got it under control. All right, dude. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hate the show. Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.